Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Back in the country, back in the habit, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's the football. Nuns on the run too. <laughs> <laughs> was it sister acting? It was sister sister acting, yeah. idiot. Nuns on the run's got Eric Idle in it though. So get yeah. your nun films right. Weirdly, <laughs> our Wikipedia did say that Whoopi Goldberg was a presenter on this show. So really? strangely relevant. Mm. God bless her. Yeah, um, uh, it is a football ramble, ladies and gentlemen. In case you hadn't figured that out, um, uh, and I'm joined by Luke. All right, Pete. Hello, James or Jim. Hello. We've returned safely from Joburg, and it's no longer World Cup ramble. It's just back to the uh, the plain old football ramble, yeah, the, mm. the pre-season friendly ramble. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the original and best ramble, yeah, and I can't believe it's not the ramble. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with uh, an opening question inspired by one man's decision to quit international football, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or just Wayne Rooney. <laughs> um, yeah, in case you didn't hear, uh, what is your favourite Emil Heskey goal uh, of all time? <laughs> favourite of all time. I, wow. I was going to say this shouldn't take long. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say international goal, but we only got mm. seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah. A favourite. Heskey goals, Luke, kick us off. Get um, us off to a good start. I'll try, but I feel under pressure. <laughs> I think we all do. Well, perform. <laughs> yeah. One thing I would like to say about um, this goal is the reason that it's one of my favourites is because, I'm not sure if you remember, maybe our younger listeners may not be quite so aware, that back in the day when Emil Heskey was at Leicester, where he you know, did OK in the League Cup and stuff like that, mm. he was a really exciting, powerful, yeah, quick yeah, striker. Absolute, yeah. absolute handful yeah. he was, and, he could, and no one could contain him. And he scored a number of goals earlier on in his career. Do you think it was the public... That did it to him. That took his goals away from him. No, I don't know. I'm not sure. What, I mean, he, he, he was certainly a scapegoat later on in his career. Mm. But anyway, the goal I'm going to go for is he was slotted in by I think. Hang on, it's for okay. Liverpool. It was for Liverpool. Set the yep. scene. Sorry, it was for Liverpool. It Where? was at Pride Park. Yep. And he scored a goal against Derby, and he slotted in by I want to say Robbie Fowler, but it might not. It have been. was Robbie. It, Fowler. Okay, right. And he just turned one touch. Touch bang, uh, pop bang, lovely. Pop bang, lovely. Roof it in there. Keeper didn't even know it had gone past him. It, it was, was one of those sort of goals. It was an absolute peach. And, I think um, he might have got two that day. I think it was a three 0 win for Liverpool. But that was serves me. that was very much. I mean, he cost a lot of money. Um, he cost Liverpool a lot of money, and I don't think he really hit the heights that they expected him to. Um, but that was definitely a sort of a snippet of what he was de- certainly capable of. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to go for that one. He did 17 one season, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah, it's he not did, bad. He got he got a lot of Leicester as well. Yeah. 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 I seem to remember he had a couple of 20 goal seasons. Though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might be just big be talk. that up. I'm <laughs> big talk. Made up. But. Uh, I'm going to go for the one. The, the one that really, really sticks in my mind is the uh, Leicester Newcastle match where I think Alan Shearer scored a hat trick. Uh, where James's. Yeah, we were getting beaten and uh, and they when we managed to win four uh, three in the end. And uh, I think I think Guppy put him through, and uh, you forget. 
once he's lost his yard of pace, yeah. he became a completely different player, yeah. a worse yeah. player. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he and he had to, uh, and it's a miracle that he's still playing at the highest level, really. But he, he was, oh come on, he was uh, he, he got put through, and he just had so much power and pace, yeah. and just you know he slid it past. Well, uh, he could have gone in further. I think he might have hit it from the edge of the box. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. He, he did. He yeah, just drilled right it right into the corner to make it three-one, mm-hmm. and yeah. then Newcastle with a but it was all in vain. Comeback, a famous comeback. Yes, excellent comeback. But yeah, I just just some of the goals that he did score a lot a lot with his head. He was so he could leap mm. as well. He mm. could properly leap. Yeah, oh, I miss old Heskey. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dead, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jimmy. Well, my my Emil Heskey goal is uh, that I'm going to go for is one with his head. Uh, is one that he scored early early two thousands. Um, it was for Liverpool in the Champions League against Roma. He oh, scored yeah. a header quite late on. It gave them a two nil win that they needed to go through to the quarterfinals. I'm picking that because it was nice to see Big Emil like do something that mattered. You know, actually, because sort of, <laughs> like, he gets a lot of stick though, doesn't he? It was yeah. nice. You know, it's good to to remember that he he did have that in his game and he, yeah. he could actually sort of perform and he d- deserved his place at a decent side. You know, and he deserved right. his place in the England team for for well, a well, long one thing, time. One thing that slightly annoys me is that amongst the less learned. Um, football fan he seems to be the default sort of scapegoat for anything very much as wrong. John Barnes was when I was growing up he because was. John Barnes was mm. at the tail end of his career when I was first aware yeah. of football it's so I, I didn't know at the time that he'd been such a great player that's right. but, but it's a sort of um, it's, I don't, I'm not saying these they're particularly similar players or anything but no. it's a sort of fan who will regularly chastise Dirk Cow. what does he do he just runs yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. he's actually a very important player for Liverpool and for Holland right. and, and the particular um, system that Capello wanted to play recently Heskey was so very very important into that system I yeah. think people should realise that yeah. You'll always need a link, man. Listen, th- which isn't yeah, to say that HD isn't without his <laughs> massive flaws. No, of course. He but, can't um, seem to hit the hit a barn door. With no, <laughs> band but th- th- that's the strange thing about it, though, because if you look at him now, you think he just never had that in his game, but he did. Yeah, yeah he, really he did. knew where the corner of the goal was. He yeah. could he could side foot it with power into the corner yeah. of the net. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird that he's completely. It's <laughs> not, it doesn't yeah. seem to be confidence because he's a mature player who you know he would understand that you're getting you'll, you'll miss one and you'll score one, but mm. he just well, seems to have completely lost it. The problem is, I think. People play his peak at different ages, and, and he obviously his peak was quite early on. So, in like Michael yeah. Owen, his peak was very early. But on, usually, yeah. like pe- players peak as in like their pace and their you know and their, their skill and stuff. But you oh, I've not hit my don't... peak yet, Pete. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you surely don't. You, you surely don't lose that sort of ability to spot a spot a bit of a hole. You know, oh, I, that's yeah, what no. I don't understand. Well, anyway, I, mm. I'll give mine, shall I? Yeah. Um, I I was going to go, and you're right, um, chaps. You do, you make good points. You know, he was an exciting player. I remember him playing for Leicester, as we all do. And he scored a great goal against Arsenal where he picked up the ball um, out wide and drove inside. I think he beat a man or two. And then just hammered it in the bottom corner. It was an absolute beauty. But uh, that's an honourable mention because the one I'm going to go for, it's got to be mentioned, it's England's fifth to get away to Germany. (laughs) Even Heskey scored. Exactly. (laughs) 5 1 even Heskey scored. You know, because it was was such a great evening to actually beat Germany. And the fact is that the big man got in on the act as well. So what you want, Germany? We we win when it really matters. (laughs) You're not talking to any Germany I know. um, (laughs) I remember he scored a goal against Denmark as well. Yeah, in the that was 2002 yeah, that, that, that also made third. me that also made me just go <laughs> <laughs> look Hesky scored the key Oi. might have done better with that one but wow. it was a good strike uh, points need to be dished out Luke you're getting them yeah I know I enjoyed that goal very much though yeah, I did. is that the first one of the opening season or are we waiting no, to no, start the season no we're still pre-season so this won't count in my uh, championship manager stats so you, you've <laughs> no. taken that in a really sort of arrogant Cantona yeah. way where you've not celebrated at all yeah. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I don't like, like that listeners might have seen this but I actually put my collar off and my shirt as well he's not wearing a shirt <laughs> yeah, that's it well yeah Heskey has quit international football 62 appearances 
Juventus and only seven goals is mm. not brilliant reading for a striker. With the giggles. Uh, but he wasn't the lowest scoring player on Capello's index that was Rob Green because the, <laughs> uh, the, the index has been out the, the, apparently um, F cap Fabio yeah. Capello he didn't want them online but he has apologised for rating the players it's a very I, odd situation I would yeah. not pay Capello to advertise my product no because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't see the job through like Sven does or the football I mean? ramble <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a re- the whole thing is just strange isn't it obviously this company has, has set this up and surely they're just using Capello as the figurehead right? they are, so, yeah, they are. So it, it's just it's such a naive move <laughs> from, from the national team manager you know it's, it's only ever going to end poorly if you yeah. look at the history of England <laughs> <laughs> all of it yeah, yeah. Um, incident- incidentally his, uh, his son um, Pierre Filippo who is also uh, his agent said that Fabio is very sorry and upset that this has happened you can't, what you did can't he call his, No, he's got to say dad there, surely. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I don't call my dad Ian. It's his name, no. but he's dad. No, but I used professional to, or not, Luke. You're not his it's agent. It's weird. Well, my mum was one of the managers at a supermarket that I used to work at, and I wasn't allowed to call her mum when I was working there. Oh, yeah. So, don't like it. A, le- a lesson for you all. Don't it's like hardly it. like the classic story of a headmaster and his son, really, yeah, is it? Yeah, exactly. Working in the same. No, I couldn't call her mum. Wasn't yeah. allowed. Okay, back to Capello, yeah. probably best. <laughs> so he's probably uh, uh, being professional. Um, yeah. The hi- England's highest scoring midfielder would have been SWP. It was Sean Wright Phillips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is how? What is the index? I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Def- Jermaine Defoe was the overall highest point scorer, maybe because mm. he scored a winning goal. But um, I I, it's an odd one, isn't it? I mean, okay, so you have this index, but I mean, what is Capello thinking if, if SWP is a higher score? I've just got my head around the, the, the FIFA fantasy football uh, <laughs> game. That was confusing. You got points for going in the box, I think. Which <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out. The keeper must rack up loads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, James, help me. Well, <laughs> I'd love to. It just seems like a baffling idea. I know part of the thinking behind it is, um, or part of the guff on the website, um, from what I've had, <laughs> had a look at when it's been up there, because it's been taken yeah. down and put back up. How did you rate? Um, I'm not on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> weirdly. It's a Scottish surname. It probably doesn't recognise it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Scotland. Um, but yeah, I th- part of the guff on the website says that, um, you know, the man in the street who loves his football doesn't have access to these sort of stats, and part of the point of it was putting it out there and making it available. So mm. if you did want to have a look at these sort of things... Um, but they've already got the Opta Index. Yeah, but so is the Opta Index up there and is it accessible? Well, you can um, look at it through, like, lots of different outlets, like Sky Sports and stuff yeah. like that. I, mean, I, think it's, I think it's meant to be more direct than that, though. So I think that is a good idea. I think it's just... It's an absolute PR disaster, though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? I think, like, had it been sort of brought out in any other way... We'd be saying, yeah, that's a really good idea. I mean, well, Forlan came out on top as well, so there's obviously something in it. Obviously, well, Emma uh, Heskey quit international football. He's so outraged. Yeah. <laughs> I've not been a part of this index anymore. No. That is it. Well, um, well, the index will remain a mystery then. Yeah. Um, but uh, now, for all those who thought the World Cup was a disaster for yeah. England, yeah. well, think again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've risen a place in the FIFA rankings. Hey, <laughs> but is that yeah. linked to Heskey quit international football? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll, that'll show the World Cup, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it you know it proves what a, you know an edgy win over a, a, a country of only two million people can do for you. Right? <laughs> I mean, we've we've moved from eighth to seventh, mm. edging closer to. Spain. There are more people in London than that. Yeah, a lot more people in London. Probably yeah. take the women out. There's still more people. There in are London. more yeah. people in the township of Soweto. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually true. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that one thing I'm not sure if people know, but it's not really well publicised. But there's another ranking system called the ELO ranking, 
Which is actually it's my... a living thing. Good. That actually seems to be much more accurate. Elol. Because it, the FIFA rankings are just like right. It's always Brazil number one. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. Spain have got to win a European Championship and a World Cup. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> Go on then. then. Fine. We'll give you two months. I'll get Shall the eraser out. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I don't think anyone worth their salt really looks too much into these things, no. do they? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> bloody Mexico are always up there aren't they Mexico are always well up there Mexico and yeah. USA are up there because they play a lot of Central American teams yeah. um, that just haven't got hope of beating them so <laughs> I think it's, I think it's if you beat Brazil isn't it the same as beating El Salvador or whatever it's, it's done on the amount of goals you win by and the importance of the game and stuff right and okay. that sort of stuff well, you, that's careful that's um Big Jackie Warner's territory mm. you're uh, slagging off well, I'll, I'll, fuck you Jack <laughs> <laughs> there you go Spicy. strong words strong words from the edgy James from Audrey behind Kale. the microphone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could take him he's, he's in his 60s um, uh, <laughs> possibly possibly oh uh, Maradona was piping up wasn't he during the World Cup saying oh European teams only have to beat Andorra to qualify or something not oh, true yeah, yeah amongst <laughs> others yeah. literally not true yeah. um, well since the World Cup has finished um, there's a lot of talk on who's in new fresh blood in the England side, all that kind of chat. We've sort of got no players, though, have we? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you look around and then you're like, oh, yeah. you A certain man has come out and said he's as good as any midfielder in the country and he wants to play for England again. Is Joe Barton? Paul Gascoigne? Is it Joe Barton? You got to the point where like, we're England, uh, journalists were sort of looking through young players and they were only just stopping short of sort of going down their local park and going, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's only 12, but I'll tell you what, he's got all the material <laughs> he needs. Yeah. Joe Barton. There was, a, there was like a team put together, wasn't there? Of, like, like a future England team put yeah, together yeah. by some of the tabloids like Joe Hart and Goal and Wayne Rooney up front and like yeah. other than that it was massive massive punts on yeah, every exactly. single player yeah, yeah. In, in the side yeah. would you like to see Joey Barton he's only got one cap well the thing well, with he's not played he's, he's not played football he's, well yeah he should concentrate on playing football maybe he played for football for that championship team that he's played for last yeah. season well he's yeah. claimed that he's a better player since joining Newcastle I don't know how he's managed to work this out. Probably dreams he's had. In oh, the what? same way that I'm a better, I don't know, FIFA player once I've given the game away or something yeah, to a yeah. friend. Yeah. But the thing with Barton is that at his peak, and I know he's not the player he once was, and he's been in, he's had a lot of injury problems and disciplinary problems. But it, sh- it shows you that the difference between a, a really high class player and a average player is not always a, 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 a matter of ability. It's a matter of how you apply the talent you've been given and the drive and ambition that you've mm. got and how hard you work. Because Joe Barton, for my money, I mean, when, he's a bit of a laughing stock now. He's prob- he was a good player at City. Well, there you only, go. Bear in mind, he's only 27 now. Well, exactly. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is he's not... He may be he not is a player now. <laughs> is, that, is that he, he, he may... He may well be good enough, but he'll never apply that talent successfully, so yeah. he should just well, keep his mouth shut. I don't know, to be fair to Barton, though, what he is saying is that... Um, the reason he's saying that is because he thinks every player in the country should think they're good enough to play for England and they should be sort of looking at mm. uh, especially a performance like England's in the World Cup and thinking yeah I can get in that team and I can do something and I think fair play to Barton yeah. you know if it, yeah, he after, should have after that performance at the World ambition. Cup to be fair yeah. there's a, I'm looking around the room I could, I'd put you in there uh, Marcus to be Thank honest you, you looked at me I did look at you I thought I'd use you he's for not height. mental <laughs> yeah that's mm. true the, th- the thing is is, is <laughs> that <clears throat> I don't think that Barton's. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? That when Barton says it, it's a story. Because yeah, Barton, of course. But you're not going to get to a professional football level without backing yourself, are you? No. So it's just a matter of how it's twisted and how it's put around. Well, um, Fabio Cannavaro. He's piping up. He's, he, but his yeah. career has been terminated. terminated yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly, it's he been fell in molten metal and died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he reckons that Fabio Capello will axe John Terry um, for speaking out of turn at the World Cup. He said that's the way Capello operates, you know. Well, 
And then he didn't he say that England are amongst the favourites for a year or two? He said, they, he said they were the favourites. Yeah. So yeah. It, his oh, mind yeah. has been terminated in some way. <laughs> <or another>. Yeah, <laughs> the thing I, I don't think he's got the personnel in there to sort of get rid of Terry, though, is he? I, don't, I think there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction after any World Cup <laughs> where England, England fail. And they go, oh, so? I've got to get rid of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Bring in these <laughs> these kids down the park, like you're talking about. But mm. he's not going to he's not going to stop playing John Terry. <laughs> Come on. Well, well, the trouble with John Terry is he's not getting any younger or quicker, no. and he was it's not the only trouble with Terry. Is <laughs> <it's> <laughs> But I mean, you look at sort of like Puyol and I don't know uh, players like that. You sort of think, well, they're sort of older players, but they've still got a bit of leg in them. You know, yeah. that's what. Well, the prob- Sol Campbell. The thing is, when you become I've beaten that drum to death, I think. <laughs> Marcus and I were talking about this in the way here actually, and and the problem is in this country is that. If you make 20 slide tackles a game as a defender, mm. everyone seems to think you're a brilliant defender. Yeah. When in actual fact, if you have to make a slide tackle yeah. as a last resort, if you're clever enough and, and, and good enough and shrewd enough to read the game well enough, mm. you mm. won't have to make those tackles. That, and that's, and that's, that has, that's the problem with Terry. That's always been a hallmark of his game, though, isn't it, Terry? He has had a genuinely good ability to read the game, and it seems to be the pace uh, deserting him that's kind of forcing him to have to catch up with himself almost mm. and put his face in where his foot would do before. Well, you see, again, uh, on a slightly serious note, um, you see someone like John Terry if he is losing his pace like we say the Premier League's not the place to be why not go to you know the Serie A or something Mr I mean, Chelsea innit yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, look, do you know I, what I mean though it, yeah. I think it, well it look at the teams that were actually like Captivia Van Bronckhorst they're all they're all like oh, Van, Van Bronckhorst like 35 36, yeah. 36, yeah. Like, he doesn't I mean he's retired now but yeah I know you're yeah right. but I mean like he's still put in a couple of performances World just, Cup final exactly final. well I just certain don't understand players, why it's certain players can go on a bit longer though can't they and certain players just uh I mean, look at Thierry Henry. He's 32 years old. He's, he's gone to America. And that's by no means sort of saying that's the end of his career. He was bit part last year as well. Well, exactly, yeah. But, so players, but players though. not playing in, in, in England, I think I think sometimes, maybe once you get to about 29, you should be thinking about leaving what? England. Because it's, it's yeah. a quick league, you know what I mean? Maybe have a, th- have a think. Have, and you can work on your positional play and things yeah. like that and, and, and sort of playing the game in a very different way, maybe. Are you suggesting that the Premier League should maybe be sponsored by Club 18 to 30? <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, the, <laughs> thing, the John Terry point when it comes to international football is a serious one though because Capello is presumably running the England team because he wants to win something yeah. that would be my that would be my <laughs> you'd hope so yeah so there you go so what is the benefit of playing John Terry now for England if, if in two years time he's going to be what 31, 32 however old he's now he's about my age I think about 29 what's the, what's the, what's the reason to play him right you've had your chance pal let's, bed, and we get, let's take two years to bed another player in mm. yeah, but if that player's yeah. not there then if that player isn't there you, you can't force somebody I'd rather I'd player. rather Ryan Shawcross and Michael Dawson played every game between now and the Euros really John really Terry that's a well, big shout. But what's the point of playing Terry? That's what I'm asking you that question. What's the point well, of playing? I, I think if, if you've all just sat on this table so he's lost his pace, he's not a player he wants. Well, no, no, I'm inquiring. Then, is then, what does, is the point of playing? It doesn't mean that there's uh, that there's better coming through to replace him, though, does it? He still may in two years' time, even in two years' time, he still may be a better option than what's there. But it's a paradox because you don't know until you play them. We shall wait and see. Well, you don't. What I'm saying is, you don't know whether Ryan Shawcross and Michael Dawson. No, but you can judge. Uh, you can judge them from the league. You can. You know, it's different. You, it's different the the gentlemen, we, you know, we're trying to predict things here, and we really we should leave the predictions to Paul the Octopus. <laughs> All right. And I've got an update on Paul uh, the Octopus. What a link! <laughs> <laughs> what a link! Don't say it's a link. <laughs> Then it's then it's organic. Okay. In many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Stop boxing me. Sorry. Um, Paul the octopus. Now, if I was to tell you that um, a zoo was trying to poach him 
We were trying to buy him. We were trying to get him in. Where? Is he out of contract? Which, yeah, which <laughs> city in Europe would you reckon that is? In Europe. Uh, w- would it be Spain, Marcus? Yes, it is Spain. <laughs> it's Madrid Zoo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tapping up octopuses. Yeah. Octopi. I think that's actually wrong. <laughs> is it? Okay, octopuses is fine. So, yeah. Um, Madrid, <laughs> the thing is, though, Paul, the octopus is two and a half years old, I think. What's the last old for octopus? Three. Is it? No, you see, again. Again, they like the old... Uh, they do. It's like when Van Nistelrooy went there. <laughs> Exactly. Let so him not, retire. Let him retire. So we're not, is the zoo linked to the football club here? So we're this not talking outrageous. like Lionel Messi sort of going to Spain and getting no. pumped full of. Uh, no. Maybe they will pump him for the growth hormone. Growth hormones. <laughs> See if it helps. I have, to, I have to say, I saw this. I saw this story on Sky Sports News. Now we laughed, you know, when when uh, people would make a big thing about Howard Webb being an Englishman and yeah. so on. I kid you not. On Sky Sports News, they actually referred to him as English-born Paul the Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I beg to differ. The English-born was actually born on land. That's what I said. Yeah. And that's not England for me. If we are trying to claim Pompey a General, bloody sea creature, has it really? Has, this is a load Paul, that I never thought. Paul the Octopus hasn't won anything himself. No. <laughs> like, he, he's just been pointing out other people. Why has Scott put this report and this is a story anyway? It's not even a news story. Because 24 hours is a lot of news. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Dear, oh dear indeed. So basically, the two best performing <laughs> English things in the world <laughs> this summer... Was a Creatures, ref- you might say. ...was a referee <laughs> and an octopus. I'd yeah. like to see Howard Webb with Paul the Octopus on his head like a hair. <laughs> now he's sort of combing I'd it into... Into, a, into yeah. a fringe. Yeah. I'd like to see predict. Howard Webb predict games. And yeah, was was <laughs> definitely. <laughs> or at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be like Graham Pole with all his yellow cards. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah clever. Yeah. Clever. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got eight arms. Zero. Wit. Dear. <laughs> While we're on the subject of the World Cup, I think we were just about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over. It's a shame, isn't it? A bit of a come down. Yes. Um, but uh, there's been a few things uh, coming out about FIFA. Yeah. Mm. They've made lots of money, Peter, <laughs> yeah. haven't they? Well, that, that's what they're in the business of. Yeah. Is it? Two billion pounds tax free, I think. Right. Not Bring bad. me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wave your wad. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely. I mean, the thing was, the thing about it is, that you need, you have to, you have to agree to FIFA's draconian tax rules before you can even be considered to host. And it. You are right in describing yeah. this. That you really are. How is it legal? I don't know. It's absolutely incredible. I, did, I, mean, I, I did like the fact that uh, the Johannesburg Guy Radio, it's probably how you say it. Oh, the radio <laughs> The radio yeah. really hated Set Blatter for some reason. They were sort of saying, uh, if you miss our dear departed leader, Set Blatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? That really radio station them. was absolutely crazy. Though, yeah, it? It people like, doing like a six hour radio shift. Yeah, and there'd be like minutes of like stand up that just sort of bought in from somewhere. They'd be a little bit racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, because racism's fine after the watershed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mandela's going of all I've done for this place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no yeah so uh, FIFA have made a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, that, they really, and I sort of have to saturate this next sentence with the words allegedly, but uh, they really are allegedly a very, very corrupt, allegedly bunch of people, allegedly. <laughs> uh, well, what is corrupt, really? I mean, yeah. like the idea of making money off the back of a, a fairly poor country uh, with a football <laughs> competition, that's not strictly corrupt, but ethically it's a bit... Yeah. One man's allegedly. corruption is another man's nice dinner. <laughs> Isn't it, eh? <laughs> uh, allegedly. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, but, but 
maybe we're being a bit harsh because Blatter was presented um, with the order of the companions of uh, Oliver Reginald Tambo, um, which is gr- uh, an award in South Africa. Which is before granted. you go on, yes. I'd love to hear him explain to me what that is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Oliver Reginald Tambo is a very important figure in the apartheid movement. That's so, right. So far, so so important that the um, Johannesburg Airport's named after him. Yes. Good yeah. knowledge, Luke what, Moore. I've just been there. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. There's a stamp in the Yeah. Exactly. You didn't even read your own passport. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's yeah. at Tambo yeah. Airport. Um, uh, that was, it's granted by the President of South Africa uh, to foreign citizens who have prom- uh, promoted South African interests and aspirations through cooperation, solidarity, and support. Jonathan Pearce um, called for Blatter to be given the Nobel Peace Prize for taking the World Cup to South Africa, didn't he? However, there was a, a bit of a boo-boo um, from an administrator of the South African presidency's website. Um, uh, I think he got this from Wikipedia. He obviously went on Blatter's Wikipedia mm. page to get his full name. And, and, and someone uh, quite wonderfully uh, made a little Wikipedia prank and they renamed uh, Sepp Blatter as Joseph Sepp Bellend Blatter. They're taking their facts from Wikipedia for something so important. Well, yeah. Um, We'd never do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so he, he was. Uh, the, the, the title Bellend was in there quite beautifully. Um, <laughs> the title? Am I the only one to, <laughs> well, I, it is with Sepp. <laughs> am I the only one taking quite a lot of Schadenfreude about that? I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, oh, I'm it's delighted. wonderful work. But uh, according um, to uh, some papers, when asked to comment on the story uh, a FIFA spokesperson said um, at the Swiss headquarters that uh, he needed to communicate the meaning of the word internally first I think you'll find it's an accurate imagine being a FIFA spokesman <laughs> it'd be awful just imagine it but I at the same time it'd be brilliant yeah. it'd be, I'll tell you what it'd be like it'd be like being an Oompa Loompa in the Chinese chocolate factory factory <laughs> Because it's mental. Yeah, yeah just all the time. You and you just adjust to it. Yeah, but you've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, they, you I have, bet yeah. they've got whips as well. Just yeah, wandering about, around being horrible yeah, to bet. everybody. I, d- I, I sort of, with, uh, I'm with Blatter on this one, because one of your sure. lot changed my uh, date of birth to mean that I was 37. Which, <laughs> to a casual observer, I could be 37. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd said 60, yeah. fine. Also right. said that you were Peter Beardsley's brother, didn't you? Yeah. That's yeah. correct, yes. And that you invented be- Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see those two coming, to be honest. <laughs> the moral of this story is that Wikipedia's not very reliable. Yeah, no. Right. Well, apparently, it's got, got quite a good description of Sepp Blatter. It's a great it, so character. I think, it, I think it's just coming to its own, actually. It's a great yeah. character. Um, we, got, we got an email, actually, from um, Graham in Edinburgh, who um, quite magnificently uh, pointed out uh, a number of um, uh, other uh, Sepp's other honours. These are the things he's been awarded mm. in, his, in his professional life. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, th- the list is monumentally big. Like, it is ridiculous. And very high awards and accolades uh, and titles given by so many countries around the world. It is yeah. ridiculous. But just to kind of zip through a few of them, um, he got a knighthood from the, the Sultanate of uh, Panghang. Uh, he's the, the captain of the United Newcastle Travellers. Pete? Is that definitely uh, Newcastle of the North? East of England. I just thought I'd come to you. Did you vote for him? <laughs> the recipient. He probably the, ran on a, on a post. He's the, NS, <laughs> the NSU. He's a recipient of the award of merit from Yemen. Yeah. Knight uh, of the French Legion of Honor. Um, an honorary. What? Knight <laughs> of the French Legion of Honor. Somebody sound like Star Wars. That makes him sound like a Templar. Um, an <laughs> yeah. honorary member of Real Madrid. We probably worked that. Out, yeah. No so, yeah. problem. Crown of Peace uh, award he got in India. 
Fizz fathead. Honorary Doctor of Arts de Montford University Leicester. That's, That's my university. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't even got a degree for them. Well. Yeah. I haven't even got a degree for them lot. I didn't um, pay my library for uh, He got the, uh, the award Japan's uh, Grand Cordon uh, of the Order of the Rising Sun. That's... I'd love that. Terrifying, I'd love that. Well. <laughs> he got that makes it sound like he can just have a samurai on, him, on his yeah, I'd love that. That'd, that'd be the one I'd choose if I could have one of them. Or yeah. would you choose the Liberian Humane Order of African Redemption? I'm steering clear of Liberia. I'll defer to him. I mean, I, I really could go on. That's not all of them either, is it? No, no that, by that, a long stretch. That is, I'm not, and I kid you not, that is about a twelfth. <laughs> 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 Good fraction. Just seems like he's one of those people that's just never going to go away. Even when he dies, it'll be like, you know how Kim Jong Il isn't the proper leader yeah, yeah, of North yeah, yeah. Korea. He's yeah. some emperor before him. No, he's yeah. his dad. Oh, his dad. Yeah, he's the official behalf. god. It's just it's just going to stay on forever, like when Screaming Lord Such left the Monster Raising Absolutely. Loony Party to his cat. Yeah, <laughs> he's still so. going. Uh, Graham in Edinburgh did finish up by saying apparently that he's also available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Um, maybe well, not so. uh, the, only, the thing I heard from. Um, from someone based over in South America is that Ricardo Tachero is looking to take over after Blatter because Blatter's stepping down soon. Oh, he's the Argentinian guy. No, he's Brazilian. Oh, the Brazilian. Who's the Argentinian guy? Who's really Larry. That's Grondona, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diego Maradona. Let's get him in. Get Diego in. Yeah. Surprisingly, Tachero's just as bad as Blatter, so you've got more yeah. to look forward to. Well, but exactly. the, uh, the plus point being, it won't be Jack Warner. Yeah. Yeah, why isn't he stepping up? Into his Where has he been? I well, I think <laughs> is he just too corrupt for the, actual, <laughs> see, the big C? FIFA made two billion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that. Jack's counting it. Yeah, <laughs> we gone for a while. Yeah. Well, one for him, one for me. Apparently, <laughs> it's just, apparently it's just one billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to placate Robbie Earl. Yeah, he probably <laughs> you told me these tickets were fine. <laughs> yeah, Jack, shut up, you piece of trash. Jack Warner's Jack Warner's <laughs> like a, you. a corrupt American cop on a drugs bust. <laughs> no, there was only ninety-eight thousand dollars. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> well, you mentioned Brazil, Luke. Of course, the next World Cup is in Brazil. Now, they're worried that they're not going to be ready for it, aren't they? Well, I don't know how you can say that given it's four years yeah. away. I mean, lots of can happen. Well, I mean, I'm the same thing thoughts, happened with South Africa, the same yeah. thing's happening with uh, Ukraine now, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But apparently, uh, they're sort of saying that the uh, there's a problem because the mayor's away or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only time I've ever heard it being a problem is when um, Colombia had to hand over to Mexico in 86. Yeah. I mean, it's Colombia. Yeah. You know, it's understandable. Yeah, that's but aren't they using some of, like, some of the stadiums they're not using for whatever reason? Because yeah, of some confusing. agreement they, they build, couldn't, they've, they've, they they've, couldn't build, they've got to build new ones, have they? There's always, there's like always problems with uh, Stadia. Stadia. Well, what happens to the Stadia? I believe we've got an email about this. We do, we do. Um, Round before oh, oh. that before. On your recent podcast, you posed the question, what will happen to the World Cup stadiums following the World Cup? Well, I live in Seoul, South Korea, um, between 2007 and 2009, before moving to England, I was able to experience the O2 World Cup stadiums that Korea had built. Yeah. There were 10 stadiums built for the tournament, and all are currently used by teams in the 15-team K-League. I was a season ticket holder for FC Seoul, which only cost me £45. Ooh. During that time, they drew around 6,000 to 10,000 spectators who seemed to know little about football and applauded the simplest of things. Uh, this was to home matches at a 68,000-seat stadium. Keep in mind, Seoul has 19 million people in the city and suburban areas. Ooh. It's literally crammed with people living on top of one another. During my time there, I visited several of the cities that hosted games from the 2002 World Cup. In all of them, the stadiums are massive white elephants that do not cannot draw enough to warrant having the large stadiums. In uh, several cities, 
they were trying to redevelop the stadiums to be more fan friendly uh, Seoul Stadium had a massive western style mall and cinema built as part of the stadium you can also get married there if you're inclined sounds quality yeah. it's a shame yes. for a city for 19 million people uh, it's incredible isn't it uh, yeah. so despite these stadiums being practically useless now the World Cup had an enormous effect on Korea it was a country that cut itself off from the western world after the Korean War not like North Korea but still a country very much set in its ways South Korea has now opened up to the western world and that can be seen most notably in the amount of foreign English teachers that uh, they hire and the amount of money spent on English language lessons but despite this huge impact of the economy the football clubs of the country are burdened with these stadia that are too big to maintain and unable to fill with supporters on a side note to this keep sure. in mind that Athens Greece had, um, yeah. had stadiums from the 04 Olympics that are unused and are said to be in disrepair already this was only six years ago as well but <laughs> the same in Sydney well, yeah. well, in Athens it was straight after I remember they were going oh bloody hell what are we going to do with this yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bird's nest in Beijing China had rarely held an event since the 08 Olympics the only significant event was the 09 Super Copper Italia which I wasn't aware yeah, they, 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 they did that oh, that's there. right they did yeah. Yeah. Uh, even a Beijing based soccer club um, backed out of playing there because they could only attract around 10,000 per game the stadium holds 80,000 this is a stadium that has no tenants and rarely sees events at a cost of 9 million dollars uh, US to maintain a year that is truly incredible isn't it yeah. it is great that the tournament went to South Africa but the people who got rich were the already rich mega conglomerates in the USA and Europe no South African who is poor became rich and the World Cup will only be a memory one that will have faded from memory in four years when Brazil will host the next competition South Africa should have spent more of that money on the poor I believe 79% of people in, uh, live in poverty that could have done wonders for them they could have done so much for the infrastructure of the country sorry for the long email Drew Farmer it is worth, in, worth pointing out that a lot of that money wouldn't be there if the World Cup wasn't and I guess there isn't that many stadiums kicking around that they could just sort of they needed to build stadiums yeah. I but it, it is um, I mean a country like South Korea is developed and yeah, I'm sure it's the same in Japan they yeah. can handle those debts they can mm. handle having those big stadiums and maybe one day something will come along to fill them but South Africa is a completely different well look at story. Brazil I can't imagine them they're, they're, they're getting saddled with that sort of uh, well Brazil's a massive economy though yeah, so yeah. They, uh, the pro- the Brazil's a massive emerging economy the problem with South Africa is I'm, mass- I'm hugely in favour of, of, of such an amazing event touching so many people which it genuinely yeah, did really, I mean, we yeah, went yeah. there and saw it for ourselves every single person there was. T- it's just a shame that it's got to cost that country so much money to do it and at the same time FIFA take all the money out of it yeah. and, and everything being tax free Soccer City won't be being used it's far too big it's in the middle of nowhere um, and FIFA uh, well, Soccer City was there was a stadium there before it was built oh, not of that size though not of that size no but, um, but anyway the, the crux of the matter is FIFA are riding off on their horses into the sunset with two billion quid in their pocket <laughs> and everyone else is left to clear up the mess I mean, and I don't understand why at the very least they can't pay tax on it which will uh, help the South African government a little, a little bit more I th- it was quite unfair as well that I think it was a kilometre um, around the radius of the stadium were, were only fi- you could only sell FIFA branded stuff. Oh, there's yeah. all sorts of talk. So there was a lot of things. Uh, that uh, there's the stories of like a, a restaurateur just putting a football with the word 2010 written on yeah. it and putting it in his window, like him him getting fined four uh, grand or something for that. There was talk of a hotel being hauled through the FIFA court for having a chalkboard with World Cup 2010 written on it. Yeah. Welcomes everyone to the World Cup or something. Yeah, why, yeah. why does it? It has to be the FIFA World Cup TM. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, that, that's the. F- I don't remember it being quite so sort of uh, badged no, up as FIFA. Yeah. And, uh, I, d- I didn't. Uh, I wasn't aware that FIFA um, were playing any football. To be honest, <laughs> exactly. see, I worry that the, that FIFA court is just going to stay there forever now, yeah. and that every country the World Cup comes to is just going to be sort of like forever ruled by FIFA. It's just a but that, that's what, that's plan an, by Blatter to take uh, over. I mean, we may jest, but I mean, I think that's what the uh, what certain sort of areas of the court, the law courts in South Africa, were talking about. They're sort of saying, well, it's been very crime-free this whole thing, but it's like, yeah. well, you can't really sustain that level of policing for any length no, of time. Yeah, but yeah. but. They 
they did have sort of different deals with courts and stuff where they'd have smaller courts uh, they, they'd, they'd suspend certain sort of I wouldn't even say privileges just human rights you know what I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a murky world that you get into when you get start suspending yeah. law <laughs> habeas corpus an, organi- <laughs> an organising body of a particular <laughs> event for the summer cannot supersede the, the, no. the law of the land that's it's absolutely ridiculous but, but it was grossly unfair for the, the rule that I said about the you know a kilometre around the stadium that it could only be FIFA uh, vendors if you like because mm. A lot of the local population would get a lot of business through that. Well, they were, but they were just miles away. Cause yeah, we saw but, and them. they were farmed away. Yeah. It's uh, terrible. It's really unfair, that. Speaking of which, I've got a bit of a World Cup email. Okay. If you want. Let's lighten the um, mood. Let's, let's wind down the World Cup stuff, but I think just Pete will enjoy this one. Um, Ram of Horse Hall. Oh. Um, hi, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed your time in South Africa. Rubbish. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm currently back home in the midst of a massive World Cup come down. Oh. Uh, I hope the ramble will cheer you up. World Cup um, come down. Anyway, he says, I was lucky enough to be in South Africa, and uh, like England, I returned home after the last 16. So, to cheer myself up, I thought I'd send you an email of my favourite moments. Oh. Um, at the England Journal, Germany game in Bloemfontein, I was located in a stand predominantly occupied by Germans. I was, however, sat next to four St. Pauli fans. Ah, nice. Exactly. Apparently one of them was wearing a chicken hat. Uh, they were all massive fun and brought <laughs> beers throughout the game. Furthermore, to back up your point about Germans being good winners, the St. Pauli fans gave us a hug of consolidation at the final whistle. They will do. Um, Consolation, perhaps? But that was not his favourite yeah. moment. His favourite moment was Pete at the Ghana-USA game in Rustenburg. He oh. spotted the pot man. Oh, yeah. lovely. During extra time after Ghana scored, the pot man attempted to dance his way round from one group of Ghana fans to another, and he came past where I was standing. I stuck out a hand in hope. Bam! High five from the Ghana oh. fans. Oh. That is a collector's item, that is. <laughs> Keep up the fine work, gentlemen. <laughs> Much love, Chris Chapman. I can right imagine this. his hands being burnt and have welts on them. <laughs> <laughs> he spill his pot High on High five it. in the pot man. You got I mean, we can we anyone do better than that? No. <laughs> we were speaking to a, a couple of guys in South Africa, and they, they were talking about the pot man he's quite the, the man yeah. he's quite the, the he's famous the pot fan. man well, here comes the pot man about, didn't we how he got his new pot made by the I mean, governor of Algeria or something yeah. <laughs> Angola wasn't it yeah that was it Angola Angola yeah. Yeah. yeah why something to do with the uh, African nations wasn't it yeah it got broken like a scuffle and then oh that's bad. right sorry of course yeah. Yeah, you yeah. were there yeah I know yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waking up um, yeah uh, right well just before we finish uh, talking about the World Cup or international football we've we done with the World Cup um Zlatan Ibrahimovic says he's going to return to international football with Sweden. <coughs> How big of him? Nice of him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I saw this headline. He's got motivation again, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I saw this headline and I was like, what, you mean to say you quit international football, you flipping diva? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he's been offered the ca- he, this captaincy is now yeah. being shared. Well, but I think the reason he, he, reason he quit on. is because of Lars Lagerback and he's gone now, so he's happy well, to Well, didn't back. he say that he wasn't going to play for Sweden like after they didn't qualify for the World Cup? Because I think literally his words were, there's no motivation. Yeah. He said that I've now found the most. I don't think he ever quit like full time. It's just definitely something to do with Lagerback, though. It's right. definitely something to do with the coach who's now moved. I on. will never play for Nigeria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk a little bit about domestic football. Yep. Joe Cole's gone to Liverpool, Pete. Uh oh. Look out, <laughs> people who handle large wage bills at Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I got there in the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where that is, but uh, he's on a lot of money, Marcus. Ninety grand a week, I think, for but four years. No transfer fee, though. No transfer. But fee. there will but be a signing on fee. There will well. be a signing on fee. 
Great move. Great move for Liverpool. I think, uh, I think a lot, a lot of people. Are, yeah, a lot of people are sort of saying, "Well, it's, it's, it's not really worth it." He's only twenty-eight. You know, I, he's uh, clearly uh, a good player. I'm sort of thinking, like, I'm sort of thinking, like, will he definitely get his game? I think oh, I forget that Roy Hodgson's in charge, and he yeah, plays, yeah, yeah. He plays yeah. decent players. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's got to be refreshing, is it? Not mental substitution. Exciting. Uh, signing for, for Liverpool fans yeah well I, I, part of me th- hopes that the reason he went to Liverpool is because he's got a chance to um, sort of really get them back up to where, where they, they probably should be mm. but I think as a, he got offered 90 grand a week for four years mm. which is much better than what Arsenal and Spurs offered him yeah. so he's probably thinking it's my last big contract and this is the best I can for the family I understand yeah. all that but I genuinely think he'll play as much as he can uh, at Liverpool I don't think I don't think Hodgson will rest him too much mm. the, the, the only slight problem is that I think he's only, he only made 28 starts over the last two seasons so he had a lot of injury problems yeah. hopefully he can stay fit because I'll tell you I'm a massive fan of Joe Coles yeah. and I think it's a, one, of the, one of the most annoying things about English football for me is that we only produce a player like Joe Cole every 20 years or something. yeah almost by like fluke yeah, yeah absolutely it's in spite of his system and not because of it yeah. well, I, well it would appear now we do I mean, in the past we had much more ball playing players um, but maybe that's why Liverpool swooped for him James. Mm, it's good that they did swoop I hope they literally did swoop <laughs> like he was walking out of like, his house and they just swooped down and picked <laughs> him up we're having you <laughs> oh no Albert <laughs> <laughs> oh you're going to pay me that much yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a good move for Joe Cole and I think that he needs to be one of the main men in the team because mm. I've had enough of him at Chelsea as clearly as everybody has uh, all concerned but I, just the fact that Chelsea he was just another player yeah. there was a lot of other good players in there but he was often farmed out on the wide or he was played uh, in this position and that position mm. off the bench I do think that's the strength of Joe Coles though that you can put I him in a lot well. of different positions and he will, it will look like his natural position there's a lot of talk that yeah. you know Gerrard is obviously going to occupy the space where Joe, Joe Cole would probably stays. thrive uh, the most but I, I don't think that's necessarily the case I've, hmm. I thought Coles always impressed me when he's played out on the left ball playing players can usually kind of change that. position he can beat easy. a man as well though yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is the thing is, is that depending on what formation Hodgson chooses to play which would depend on the personnel he's got by the end of the transfer window yeah. that sort of stuff it's a chance he could be pushed out wide still That's I don't right. think he's necessarily going to play for the middle I, I, I don't understand because if he, if he plays the formation they normally play it'll be Torres right up top with three behind which will yep. be Cal, Gerard and Cole won't it and yeah. uh, Gerard will be in the middle so I don't maybe he will be farmed that wide he's probably been given assurances that if he stays fit he can play and he's probably gone to Liverpool because he's got a longer contract yeah, which is absolutely fine that is a decent front four really oh, it? Yeah. Well, I mean, as well Aquilani's going to be like a new signing really because he, he, he right, showed yeah. real promise to the, the end of last season when he was finally got himself fit and that, so. it's an odd one isn't it how Ben Ayun's gone one way and Joe Cole's gone yeah. the other well another people have been touting oh yeah we'll, we'll take that swap Ben Ayun for Cole Ben Ayun's not been without injuries yeah, he's, 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 and he's older Ben Ayun's been a good player for Liverpool I yeah, think he's a good player so. yeah. crazy I, I don't know why they let him go yeah. Um, the problem with Aquilani though just pick up on your point is and I've said this before I genuinely don't know how good he is because I've never seen him play long enough oh he's a player oh he's a good yeah, player but yeah. he, uh, he's never played more than about 15 games a season so it's impossible to say how good he is well you get a good half a season don't you? yeah <laughs> look on the bright side it's not half a season these days Marcus that's a quarter of a season pal. well okay we we'll take what we can get it's it's in the Europa, Europa League, League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a quarter of a season in the Europa League yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thierry Henry's gone to the, the is it the New York Red Bull it Stateside Stateside yeah. off he goes mm. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, is it, does anyone else see the parallels between it used to be old superstars used to come to the Premier League now they're going to the MLS? Yeah, yeah we've we've kind of 
they've stolen our gig. Yeah, they, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though because um, there's a designated player rule, isn't there? And I think I'm right in saying that New York Red Bulls are one of only sort of three or four clubs that have actually got two of them. And I don't mm. know how many you can have. I think maybe there's a limit you can have three or something like that. They, but it's good. I think it's is Ang Hell still playing? Yeah, Pablo, Pablo, Angel, Pablo, Angel yeah. plays at New York Red Bulls. So uh, he's going to be. Yeah, they're they'll be playing together. Yeah, they're, I mean, sec- they're second in the Eastern sort of league. Are they? And, uh, and but they haven't won anything for a while. But uh, they've never won the league. But uh, they did win the Walt Disney World Pro Soccer Classic last year. <laughs> did they really? On penalties. Oh. And ladies and gentlemen, there is a wonderful piece of research. And that <laughs> you smiley do yeah, so. Yeah, like. <laughs> that was the clincher for Thierry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's a clincher for Pete getting a one year extension. <laughs> <laughs> no one's signing to Mickey Mouse League now, are they? Hey. Boom. Very good joke. Yeah, it was a cup Sorry, did someone say banter? <laughs> I think they already have. Sound the banter alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Sound the research alarm. <laughs> Sound the bantometer. <laughs> Stop this. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Michael Ballet. Oh, sorry. So I, I just want to sort of say I really do think it's a good move for Henri because I do think he's probably got more to offer than just a bit part at, at Barcelona. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it is good that these players are going out there. Do you I'd know like what? to see the league get stronger there. Do you know what? I'd love to see more than that. If if it was me, it's all very simple, as you say, looking hiding behind a microphone. But I loved him going somewhere like Boca. Yeah, wouldn't that be better? That. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but they haven't got any money, Boca. That's the problem. He would just just turn up and play with Raquel May does. They're not, they're <laughs> yeah. not going to say no. No, I, no, I understand what you're saying. Shellbourne, someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> or Pompey. Yeah, he loves Pompey, Henri. Uh, Henri's also saying <laughs> when he moves there, he sort of, he, he sort of. Um, he sort it's of not top flight. added to that by saying that, um, he wants to go back to Arsenal as a coach, didn't he? He's going to end up there sooner or later. He yes, said. please. Uh, Michael Ballack's gone to Leverkusen. Back to where he started. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Pretty much. I well, like it when players do that. He started at Kaiserslautern, didn't he? But he broke through at Leverkusen. Right. Ballack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, David Silva made. David Silva goes to Man City. Did you ever go on Talk Sport? Did you not see this What's or hear it? We got put around the internet. Basically, about Yaya Toure. Yeah, well, and silver. There's a couple of um, <laughs> that was genuinely uh, like for a, a man on radio, not even to bluff his way, just proudly sort of saying, "I'm an idiot." Yeah. Well, what happened was that um, for people, for those who didn't hear it, basically, a, a Man City fan rang in in response to the two presenters, one of which is a football journalist. I can't remember his surname, but he's called Steve something, and he was basically saying that. Are Man City fans disappointed because Manchester City aren't buying so-called, in his words, big names like superstar signings? And he listed David Silva and Yaya Torre as not big signings because you wouldn't recognise them in the bus stop. Bloody right? hell! And then he went on and said, "Is he com- is he p- comparing them to Robinho in that he's the only footballer they can well, think of well, what that he gets said to the was, bus?" Well, what he said was, James, yeah. is that he said that he had never heard of Yaya Torre till the World Cup. What? Even though he won two Champions League medals, and he also <laughs> said he's not world class, um, and he's certainly not world class like someone like Frank Lampard is. Oh. That's what I promise you. That was that actually happened. Oh. On the there are other Tories. If you knew, know of one, you know of the <laughs> exactly. other one, presumably. Yeah. Oh it's double Champions League winner. But I mean, is it, is it double? Is it? Yeah, he won, yeah. won twice. Well, they've won two, haven't they? Don't you start? Who? <laughs> 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 but even it's all about the Premier. Even if you don't know about <laughs> other leagues, Yaya Toure has been linked with a move to the Premier League yeah. since he was about yeah. nineteen. And, <laughs> and the other thing is a great a great moment because the because the guy then said to said to um, the, the the caller oh yeah but you only know who he is because you've heard Man City are trying to sign him and you checked it on Wikipedia and they go no I actually like football <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that is absolutely scandalous isn't it <laughs> David Silver as well he won Euro 2008 he was a huge part of that side the problem with the danger with it is that 
Talksport make a living basically out of winding people up. So he could have been given the brief to do that. And if he has been given the brief to do that, he's a terrible broadcaster. But at the same time, it was it was just awful to hear. It was really <laughs> cringeworthy. Even if he was taking the piss, it was awful. Oh dear. But anyway, yeah, so you were going to say Silver the City, which I think is a great signing because he's versatile going yeah. forward. Sort James, of. you're a fan of David Silver. I, I really, really I like think most people He's a lot younger than I thought he was as well. So he's, got like, he's got about 50 caps as well. Is it 20, 24? Something like that. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's no ambition, but he's obviously recognised that City are going places, which they mm. undeniably are. Jerome mm. Boateng's gone there as well. Mm. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, Adebayor and Tevez are two top, top strikers there. If, they, if those, those two can form a bit of a partnership, I don't know if they even need to get Dzeko, which they're talking about as well. top striker? When he wants it, he is. Well, Je- um, <laughs> yeah. McLaren's piping up saying that Dzeko's staying right. and he's not going anywhere. So, I mean, But I'm sure they'll turn their attentions elsewhere. If, if City are in the, the market for a striker, they'll end up with one, I'm sure. And, and, yeah. and Tevez had such a good World Cup. Yeah. And oh, we talk about, about Silva. The thing with Silva is that I like is his step-overs and his skills, etc. They always seem necessary. More necessary yeah. than when you see Cristiano Ronaldo do them. Yeah. You know, like, he's very good at it. Very, it's a very jinky player But like he, It always seems necessary That's the weird mm. thing with him Absolutely Makes you wonder What will happen with Adam Johnson Because that's surely a player oh, They've got so his, many good players now yeah, yeah, That's yeah, obvious to say But I mean, it's really exciting To see what they're going to do This season mm. They have indeed um, uh, Ladies and gentlemen w- We've got a, a nice little surprise for you <laughs> Because throughout the World Cup we, we did a little section on the show Called Diego Corner And we were all worried It was going to end there Um but uh, I was never worried. But no, you weren't, <laughs> ladies. Yeah, well, Luke Moore is currently standing in Diego Corner. Oh, we brought it back from Joe. He's unlocked yeah. the door and yeah. he's gone in. It's a bit dusty in here, <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. I'll get it. I'll get it feeling like home again pretty soon. I think. So here um, we go. Yeah, well, I thought I'd pop back in there. Yeah, you never so, know. To be honest, it's better than being in with you lot. So. Outrageous. All right. <laughs> Carry <laughs> on. it forever. Anyway, um, Diego Maradona will be offered a new deal. That will keep him in charge of Argentina until the summer of 2014. You've probably seen that. Yeah, four year deal yeah, up until the World Cup. In Brazil. Brazil, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he'll take. Uh, Messi was uh, wanting him to take it, mm. but he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't gone over there to uh, to sign the deal yet. But do, do you know why? Why is go that? On. He's why? gone over his way to see Hugo Chavez. <laughs> 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 hey Marcus, you bloody love. Oh, you my. bloody love, don't you? I've I've been to that country while he's been in charge. Good scenes. Do you, do you, <laughs> well, do you remember when he came into power? It was kind of like, yeah. oh, this is the great white hope for uh, for, for South America. Yeah, yeah, for South America, and he hates America. And surprisingly, oh, he's mental. Yeah, and now he's nuts. He's absolutely. <laughs> can I, can nuts. I say my favourite thing about Hugo Chavez? There are many uh, because he is an. Outrageously ridiculous man, yeah. but uh, he has his own radio station. Mm. In um, <laughs> is it just him? Yeah, it's called the radio station's called Suddenly Chavez. No, that's the, that's the show. That's <laughs> oh, the is that a television show? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a radio show, and the reason and it's called Suddenly Chavez because he said um, at any hour, at any day, suddenly when you least expect it. Chavez is coming, oh and what it is, is what it is is on the radio. It's a xylophone ding, isn't it? It's no, it's a harp. <laughs> oh, if if it, you're yeah. just listening to you know on the radio, guys talking or some songs or whatever, suddenly it'll just be interrupted by a harp playing, and that's it. Yeah, it begins, yeah. and it and it, and it oh. doesn't have any it doesn't have any duration. David he Cameron, can, take note. <laughs> it could go over eight hours. Anyway, the reason I'm in Diego Corner <laughs> is because <laughs> him and Maradona are having a good old knees up. Him and Maradona together. Suddenly, yeah. Diego. Um, that's outrageous. Well, Maradona, he says that he said Maradona called me and he will come to the country either Monday or Tuesday. He told me that he wanted to pass through here, um, and he said uh, he's spending the week as my guest, and uh, so he won't be signing a new contract until he goes back. I told him that I wanted to get a game of football and get and a game of softball going, and he told me I will pay for all of that. 
<laughs> even even with sort of simple stuff like going to visit his mates, he's really tempestuous. Like, yeah, when you're gonna when you're gonna get here? Monday, maybe Tuesday. Yeah, yeah well, when? <laughs> well, I don't know. Do I? Yeah. I don't when know what's going to happen on the way. Suddenly. When he says, uh, "You, I'll pay for that," or "You'll pay for that," yeah. does he mean sort of financially or metaphorically? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just thought that there's no way that Diego Maradona and Hugo Chavez spending time together <laughs> could be passed by by this show. <laughs> Absolutely, that not. is incredible. Yeah. So, so that's why oh, Gazza will turn up, demanded to be let in. Get Gazza <laughs> in there. Uh, Cuban cigars? Oh, I, th- I thought so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two yeah. each yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if, uh, I'm going to stay here for a bit. No, I shall come back, <laughs> but I won't go there again next week. Diego Corner, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Can I get like a harp thing for the air corner? Suddenly, Luke Moore. Great stuff. Good people of the ramble. Mm. The Dean Windows Hall of Fame is back. Yeah. Hey. Oh, Woo. Oh, is it retaining oh, its name? It is. Yeah. Has Dean, has Dean um, continued his sponsorship for another season? Because <laughs> <laughs> I heard there was a late doors bid from Dion Dublin. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In association with the Dube. Stop yeah. hijacking it. Sorry. When you said that, I did a little burp, like a burp of excitement. Dube. Now, if you recall. Ladies and gentlemen, um, that at the, I think it was at the start of the World Cup, we said that we would profile a player who uh, perhaps impressed us, did something brilliant at the World Cup itself. Somebody who played at the World Cup. Is it John Terry? <laughs> You know as well as I do that John Terry's already in there. Yeah. <laughs> in that <laughs> secret one we did in the mouth out in a minute. Um, <laughs> take your mouth out. Tape. Right. Tape, tape your up, mouth tape up. Tape it up. Not quite so severe. No. Um, so, we uh, thought to ourselves, who are we going to put in? And I thought about this player, that player. They did make it difficult for us, didn't it they? It was very difficult. And I th- you know, one or two players who had a great tournament, like Schweinsteiger, he's a bit young. Mm. A bit young. You don't want to do it too soon. I was hoping you were going to go for Diego Forlan, because I've got a great fact about him. Played for Manchester United. <laughs> He once played for... No, no, it's not. <laughs> so Diego Forlan was ordered to take up football or tennis by his father because his sister uh, is, it needs a lifetime of medical treatment and they couldn't afford didn't it. Didn't you say this on one of the other shows? No, I didn't. None of us this before. No, it's I, a great, it's a great little this. fact. That's amazing. Yeah, and okay. so he, he took up tennis and football and then he, he decided to go with football. He's it? like Craig from the first Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it isn't but it's Diego... Not <laughs> it's not Diego Forlan. <laughs> right. Um, it's my esteemed pleasure to... Uh, to say it's going to be San Martin Palermo. Oh, oh, it's not in yet. Oh, come on, stop clapping. That's pre-applause. Yeah. That is. San Martin. Yeah, so close. He, you know that he didn't get. Them. He ticks all the boxes. Oh, <laughs> and uh, he, he ticks a big one. I tell you, he was born in 1973. Which, oh, Ages ago. <laughs> six, six years after the summer alone. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He won the sperm race. Oy. Took him four goes, but God, he did in the end. God, I've missed you. <laughs> uh, do you know his nickname? The Titan. It is indeed. It isn't one El Loco as well? I know most all South Loco, Americans yeah. are called that. Yeah. But as long as you have a, a passport that is um, I was chatting to in a, a South American I was country. chatting to our good friend, like South American Rupert, the other day, and I was talking about um, the Uruguayan player Abreu, yes. and Palermo, and Edmundo, and they're all called El Loco. Yeah, yeah. so is Bielsa. Bielsa, yeah, El Bielsa. Loco. Yeah. El Loco down a Ah, St. Martin Palermo. St. Martin. Mm-hmm. St. Martin bit like St. Peter. Mm. Not you. Um, he began his career at Estudiantes yeah. uh, in Argentina. Best way. Yeah. Yeah. Student, so. He was quite a late bloomer, wasn't he, old yeah, uh, San yeah. Martin? Uh, yeah, he had two seasons uh, helping uh, the boys back into the first division. They won promotion. Mm. And he was soon joining Boca Juniors. And this 
is where the story begins. Yeah. They love him, don't they? Oh, yeah. my goodness. He, he really is a legend there. Mm. Grossly overused, we often say that. Not least that because too. one of his best he, mates is a leader of the hooligan firm there. Well, <laughs> it, uh, it tends to help. Uh, that is a fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how persuasive that'll be and how popular you are, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and he is their all-time leader. Well, if, if anything, though, that and puts he's more pressure on him to actually be decent. Yeah, yeah. true, yeah. And That's not the reason why he's a legend. There and he always scores reasons. against River as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, he not, does, yeah. He he's does. got a lot of... Uh, their big rivals, River Plate, yeah. 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 Um, th- when he was at Boca, this is when uh, he became uh, the great goal scorer that we all know him as. And uh, so much so, some of the big European clubs were looking at him unfortunately that was until he suffered a complete tear of the um, his cruciate ligament in his right knee in 1999 a complete tear mm. yes. and, he, and he scored a goal after he'd done it as well yeah. he, did. he yeah. didn't know he was injured yeah, yeah. He ca- yeah that's right he didn't know I've <laughs> seen people reduced to rubble <laughs> on the back of a cruciate ligament injury but yeah. grown men reduced to a, a shadowy husk of themselves <laughs> and he thought yeah I didn't realise <laughs> but th- th- this is just th- th- how robust the man was because it, he picked up so many injuries in career and came back and so on mm. and you're right Pete you know he got this terrible injury but he still managed to play a bit more of the game well, he know. scored didn't he yeah he did score yeah, yeah he yeah. did um, I think it was uh, is his 100th goal did he score yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. Um, 1999 wasn't a good year for him because that happened but earlier on and I know a lot of people know him for this. He missed three penalties in that in a game Columbia? against Colombia. Copper um, America, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, and I think not ideal setting. No, When when do you stop giving him the ball? When do yeah. you stop? When, yeah. when do you stop well, giving I've him the penalty? I, I was thinking about this, and actually, missing three penalties in a game, he's got to score four. Isn't that much different to missing two? Because if you miss one. It's sort of like, oh, we'll give him the, but he's still the penalty taker. He yeah, misses another yeah. one, and you've sort of really got to give him the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit out of order, isn't it? But again, <laughs> that shows um, just how much guts and determination mm. the guy has because he's still willing to put his neck on the block yeah. yeah you know which okay some people might think come on mate you've had two you really you should <laughs> yeah. but that's just the, that is the mark of the Frankie man, Lampard you know? wouldn't have had it no, no way exactly. no way exactly um, but he he is in the in the record books for that um, three um, penalty misses in a game which started uh, just after that it was a 10 year international exile not immediately um because the next day he gave interviews and he said he, you know, he's going to get on with his career and so on. And then uh, a few days later he scored a 2-0 win over Uruguay. Yeah. But he did go out of the international game for a while. And unfortunately because of those three penalty misses, I can remember when that happened actually in 99. And people were laughing going, who's this joker, you know. Yeah. You think of the great Argentinian players. And this yeah. is a guy who we didn't really know because he didn't really play over here. Uh, well, he, he did, but that was slightly later. And... He was a little bit of a figure of embarrassment, a bit of a figure of fun, you know, which was very unfair. Um, But uh, he did, um, after he got back from injury, which happened later in in, in 1999, uh, he scored um, one of his uh, most fondly remembered goals, I'm sure, by the Boca faithful uh, in May 2000 uh, against River. He'd missed the the past six months with injury, and it was against River Plate in the second leg of the uh, Copa Libertadores quarterfinal. And he was clearly unfit. If you see the footage, he's clearly unfit, and he's he's hobbling around on one leg. And they still (laughs) bring him on. He was introduced with 15 minutes left, and and he scored uh, the goal, which is um, became known as the limp goal oh, and wow. uh, Boca overturned a 2-1 first leg deficit with a 3-0 win he said it was the most emotional goal of his career that is but, unreal but to see the, the scenes you know when he scored like it's as if it's the golden goal in the World Cup final mm. everybody <laughs> just goes ballistic you know because he absolutely loved that really <laughs> was um, incidentally actually I forgot to mention earlier that 
He's great in the air. Mm. He's a big guy, great in the air. And, he's and great in the air to the point where he's got a 40-yard header. Well, we yeah. mentioned that <laughs> yeah. in a minute, but he uh, apparently honed his pr- uh, uh, prestigious uh, leaping talent um, playing volleyball in his early years, it's accredited to. <laughs> With his head? Well, well, you can no, use your head. Oh, but you can use your head. Yeah, you can, can use your head. Well. Very true, yeah. James. Uh, he moved to Europe in 2001 when he signed for Villarreal for around uh, 7.6 million euros. I think it was. Um, <laughs> my favourite moment of him playing at Villarreal. Can I say it? Go on. When he scored a goal. This is extra time. Yeah, Villarreal uh, against uh, Levante in the Copa del Rey in 2001. And he, and he, he hadn't scored for a while. I don't no, think. No, and he celebrated by getting up on top of like a little wall, which then <laughs> collapsed and broke both bones in his leg. Yeah, <laughs> the tip and the fib. It's yeah. not funny, really, but, but it, it doesn't. Have you seen the footage that way? It doesn't look like. I, I don't know how he's managed to hurt himself. Did he go on to score in the game? Because loads <laughs> Again. of yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it, it just it, looks like they fall. It's not like a, a huge yeah. height, and it doesn't no. look like he's involved. It's yeah. really weird. But it, again, it's just like there's things that happen to the man. <laughs> he gets yeah. his move to Europe. He, he doesn't. He goes without scoring. You know, he's had ridiculous injuries before. He eventually scores, and he's so pleased. He runs over to the fans. They all come running. He collapses. <laughs> it breaks t- two bones yeah. of his leg. It just what else can't happen? He was only there for like six months, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. I think, he I think he was. I think he was a little bit longer at Villarreal, but um, yeah, he he then uh, he didn't have a great time there. He signed for Real Betis and then Alaves after, and he didn't have much success. weren't Alaves in the second division as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Um, yeah, because they were in the in the top. It five, wasn't the Alaves of Jordi Cruyff, was it? That's right. Yeah, yeah it wasn't them. It wasn't them. But he returned to Boca, uh, much to the the fans' glee in mm. in two thousand and four, and. He's had quite some time on the pitch oh, since yeah. then, really. Uh, well, and off it as well, sadly. But um, yeah, just the again the the, the 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 mental strength of the man. There's so much he's had to come back from uh, in football. Oh, he's had a terrible personal life. It, mockery as well. Well, I'm yeah. just talking about the football stuff. Yeah. And as you say, the personal life. Um, he's always managed to kind of um, over overcome them. And in 2006, just a few days after the the death of his. Um, Recently uh, born son, he he he, he played and he, he scored, scored yeah, and he, yeah. ga- he gave the goal in honour of uh, his son. You know, mm. uh, and also he he kisses his forearm whenever he scores, as he has the name of his son uh, who died shortly after childbirth tattooed on his arm. It's a nice little touch, mm. um, but uh, he scored in two thousand and nine. Uh, he scored. Um, the his 195th goal uh, with Boca, which broke uh, Francisco's uh, Valerio, uh, his record of 194 in the professional. Yeah, era. the guy who had the record before Palermo was the guy who's the oldest surviving um, member of the first ever World Cup final. In 1930, yeah. 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 Um, and he said, and apparently the guy predicted that Palermo would break it. That's right, he yeah, did. And the, and oh, wow. uh, ages, but actually, ages ago as well, and he said, that's the man who'll break my record. Yeah. And it took him a lot longer than everyone thought, but he eventually <laughs> did it. Yeah, well, it's his second spell at Boca, of course. Yeah. Um, and then it, he, he scored a bicycle kick, which gave him 200 goals for Boca. Class. That, was just, a de- he, that was a decent one. Yeah, well. he, like, he yeah. just can't do it normally. <laughs> 200 goals, well, I'll have that. But did he break his spine while he did it? <laughs> um, friend of the show, Joel Richards, who's a um, yeah, yeah. based out in South America a lot of the time, who, who uh, writes a lot of stuff for 442, he, he told me a, a sort of interesting subplot to the goal that Palermo broke the record with and he said that um, Raquel May played the ball through to him yeah. and then refused to celebrate with yeah. him because, he, because Raquel May's 
best mate is one of the um, leaders of one of the Barras, the hooligan firm. Yeah. And Palermo's best mate is the leader of the other one. Because in, in South America, in Argentina especially, they fight between themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They don't fight between clubs. Well, the league had been shut down a few years ago. It got Bec- that bad. Because of it. And it's all for like political power and for mm. sort of lobbying control over the president, stuff like that. And so Riquelme, um, would, it would have been a symbol of, of disloyalty to his like yeah. firm. It's, crazy, about, it's, yeah, it's a different but that, world. But that right, was a different record, though. Oh, that was definitely one but of the that records, was, yeah, But that was this that year. That okay, was this right. year. This was in 2009. But, yeah. um... Yeah, he uh, he he's, he's Boca Juniors top scorer in international matches with forty three goals, and uh, although it might be a touch more now, um, and of course he he's now uh, among Boca's top scorers, um, or their top scorer with I think it was two hundred twenty one goals was um, Roberto Chero's uh, record, and uh, Palermo broke that, and of course, yep, you've got to mention the forty yard header. Oh, again, that was just two hundred net, I believe. It's an unbelievable neck muscle. Yeah, yeah. like a horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a giraffe. So, <laughs> yeah. It's a great one he did from like the halfway line as well. He, he did, did score like, Independiente against. It's like a football Terminator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it's just it was just a knockdown. Like he didn't need to go in quite so hard, and like he, the, the, the player tried to just pass it to somebody, he knocked down, and it was basically weirdly he could have taken it on and run at the keeper, but he didn't. He just whacked it as hard as he could, straight over the keeper. Right, beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful goal. Route one. I'd like to say <laughs> it's probably probably call it an English goal, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd like to say at this point, I've been in La Bombonera when Martin Palermo scored. Oh, have you? Yeah. That's why you're doing the profile. Yeah. That, that, sta- that stadium must be sick of seeing that man score. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that stadium must be sick of you. Sick I've of been you. there once. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll never be sick of San Martin, no, no way. No chance. San Marcus, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, very good. There we go. My true identity has been uncovered. Um, so, yeah, so uh, top Boffer's all times top scorer, outrageous goals. Um, this was of course in 2009 and uh, at the age of 35 this all came to this, a head this, this all <laughs> to a frothy head <laughs> this a rainy head came along to an unbelievable <coughs> twist it was my moment of the World Cup uh, well no no well, you, you're jumping forward yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. you're jumping very far forward okay. in fact. we're still in 2009 okay fine um, he was given <laughs> so a re- excited this is the international recall yeah he was given um, uh, another call up as a substitute in Argentina's 1-0 defeat against Paraguay which was uh, people are thinking what we desperately need to, to qualify for the World Cup why has yeah. he recalled this old guy you know obviously Maradona was it 108 players he used in qualifying or something outrageous God, like that? He likes Boca, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He course, loves yeah. Boca. Um, and so they lost to Paraguay and they desperately needed a win at home. What a game this was. Against, we all stood up and watched it. it against amazing. Peru. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've talked about this a thousand and one times, but it's about to become a thousand and two. Yeah. Um, Argentina versus Peru in, in Buenos Aires. Martin Palema came on and, of course, scored the goal in the 90th minute to... to to give Argentina a priceless victory who would have thought they'd have gone on to play some yeah. great f- football in the tournament well it's worth pointing out as well that minutes earlier Peru had equalised with the yeah. rain absolutely lashing down it, it looked like they were really yeah. going to struggle to qualify That's and then right. Palermo pops up can, right. I, um, can I also point out the Shawshank Redemption celebration <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this man was was the, the guy who, who triggered the Maradona belly flop yeah he was yeah, yeah. yeah. and on that alone the, <laughs> yeah. in the, Hall of Fame. the belly yeah. flop catalyst yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it the trigger event the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> Whenever Palermo scores an important goal, he scored quite a few. He's always in tears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but you couldn't tell on this. You couldn't tell on this occasion because yeah. it was so rainy. Yeah. Yeah. But you knew. Well, he said, uh, Maradona said after the game, he said Martin Palermo has saved us and our chances of qualifying are intact. Um, 
he went on to say uh, th- th- when the wind and the rain and the cold began and allowed Peru to draw level <laughs> 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 we could not do anything but the miracle of Palermo has given us a longer life the goals I scored were normal Palermo makes miracles it's, uh, it's amazing he seems to think he's some sort of deity which <laughs> most people in Argentina think he's about he's rating him. him above himself which is amazing <laughs> that <laughs> never happens well he's, ma- he's managed to keep his shit past yeah. 30 so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how does he do it he <laughs> <laughs> does look it's like a, a young man, man doesn't he yeah oh, he looks well for his age Yeah, well, he's had some air cuts as well hasn't let, he? Oh, yeah, I yeah. preferred it when he was brown head and long head brown long hair mullet mullet yeah <laughs> mullet. brown head and long head is that what you call him <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the World Cup yeah, he only brilliant. played for about 11 minutes that's all he needed and, 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 and on that 11 minutes he's the one we chose <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two um, <laughs> at 36 at the age of, again it just shows what a remarkable career he's, he's down he's injured he's terrible personal tragedies so on and so forth he bounces back I mean we talk about someone like David Beckham coming back well you know you, you know, know you, this is just unprecedented you know before when he got recalled for the qualifying games yeah um, someone asked Carlos Tevez. Yeah. Said Carlos, you know, what did you say when you when you first when you saw Martin Palermo reporting for the international duty? And Tevez said, I asked him what he was doing here. <laughs> <laughs> You're a journalist now. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the age of 36, this remarkable man became the oldest Argentinian player to score at the World Cup final. So if he played for 11 minutes. He's got to be up there as sort of like quickest sort of goals a, to minutes ratio in World Cup history. Surely, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. one every eleven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you do the math. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it was only eleven minutes. It was a very short period of time. But if they played him more, they would have won the World Cup. Uh, he <laughs> also, they wouldn't as a liar. Yeah, he he, um, he also became the oldest player. Um, ever to score in World Cup history on his debut. Oh, great! Oh, wow, that's a great. What a debut! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, just I mean, he was out of this international setup for so long. Yeah, ten years. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's uh, most he, people's careers. Yeah, yeah. but th- I mean, think he's thirty-six years old, and he is the sixth striker in that squad. People are thinking, what on earth are you doing? Yeah. Um, but apparently, uh, before he came on against Greece when they won 2 0, he said that Diego told me, you have 10 minutes to play, play for your life. Mm. And uh, he said, frankly, it really surprised me. Uh, but when he scored, he said, it was as if all of the Argentinians scored that goal with me. Oh, that's nice. Aww. And they say um, in Argentina that. Uh, um, that if God ever made a film, he'd cast uh, San Martin Palermo as the lead role. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isn't that overstating the case? Can, that's we, it. can we move there for a yeah. bit? Well, so um, you're making a film, God? Yeah, who, who are you going to get to play a lead? Um, Nelson Mandela? Nah. Morgan Freeman Martin Luther King <laughs> no, no. None Gandhi of those pe- <laughs> no. he's a little player in Argentina plays football actually yeah I thought I'd give him the nod yeah um, and uh, and also there's, there's a lot of um, th- there's an area in Buenos Aires called Palermo yeah Without blowing my own trumpet, I've stayed there. Okay, and uh, it's a very nice part of town. Oh, what an achievement! I booked yeah. hostel somewhere. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, you sound like me, James, um, <laughs> but without the truth. Um, uh, the, some of the fans um, have said that they want an area of Palermo to be um, called uh, Palermo Martin. <laughs> They want an area of the city named after this man. But if you yeah. can call it Palermo Martin, surely you can call it Martin Palermo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but the area's already called Palermo, so I think well, they... Well, north. Maybe, maybe they want a comma in there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's like on a register or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this, this is the man who people say that, um, that, you know, he doesn't look for the ball, the ball looks for him. Mm. So, you know. Um, but uh, to, to, to sum up, I mean, uh, just an incredible career, as we said, and, and, and Palermo said himself, that things happen to me that I can't explain. But, uh, but a wise man once said, that um, 
He said, because Martin Palermo doesn't seem to be of flesh and bones, he invented himself as an immortal hero. And when everybody believes that he is finished, he revives himself and he put everyone at his feet. They understand that he is not a myth. And he's coming uh, into the deep in that sort of thing. And you come. Oh, it's, like, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he just popped up with the Holy Grail. <laughs> it's just like, I found this. A lot of the, yeah. It's this real sort of South American kind of idea when they're talking about a lot of footballers. There is some sort of like magic realism going yeah. on. Yeah. It's almost like a sort of Salmon Rushdie novel. Surrounded by mystique. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you know, like, I, for, I forgot to mention he's the bearer of the Spear of Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know I thought what? Seth Blatter had been awarded that. <laughs> yeah, well, he took it off him. Do you know, do you know what? Hero. <laughs> at, at 36, do you know what his goal record is for this season? Well, this first half Go of the on. season because they have two halves. So yeah. Tell us, Pete. In 19 games, 10 goals. Not bad. Wow. That's better than one in two. It's yeah. decent. And he's probably injured. <laughs> 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 probably get a move to Premier Yeah. <laughs> it, has he done? Uh, bloody, bloody, bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? He could. Yeah, he That's could. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wet and windy nights are his forte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in your face, Andy. Graham. He can do a longer slide that way. <laughs> yeah. Aided by wind, like a sail. <laughs> yeah. Sail Martin Palermo. <laughs> On his mother. <laughs> Good people, that is the end of the football ramble. The first one off the back of the World Cup. Only for this week, not forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com and our website is thefootballramble.com. And remember, on Fridays, we will be doing Ramble Extra over at 442.com. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Sayonara. Say goodbye, James or Jim. Ta-ta! We're all off to make a massive tax-free profit. Cheers. You know, I'm good friends with James Corden. Wow, so from Argentina, Boca Juniors' Martin Palermo's spectacular goal, 40-meter header. Did you guys catch this? I didn't. But I'm reviewing about it. I'll tell you right now. If you guys didn't catch this, you missed out. You missed Martin Palermo's spectacular 40-meter goal header. How could you miss that? I can't believe it. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.